Oh yeah, baby. Oh, it's Monday. And we're back for back to cover. Let's get it. Hello. Hello, friend. I love when you play mobile DJ. Feels good. How are you, Brad? I'm hanging in there, buddy. Where are you hailing from? Tell the audience what you're up to. Hello, backdoor boys and backdoor baddies. I'm checking in live from Port Aransas, Texas. Ooh. We're at the beach. Hot boy summer. Yeah, hot boy summer. We're all into a screaming to a confusion. I have a uh, mango white claw in my hand. Wow. I'm looking at the pool. It's, things are really coming all, coming together here. I'm, pour, I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine just in honor of you. You should do that. You should do that. Uh, in honor of the people listening, we just want to thank you for, for being there for us. Uh, quick programming notes, as always. We had an awesome Combat Sports Minute uh, podcast with David Ruff that dropped on Thursday, I believe, where Dave and I talked about uh, the epic UFC fights, which we're going to get to here in a minute. As always, check out Mind of Micah. Uh, we had uh, a lot of good content, including the season finale of Jersey Shore on Friday. So check out Jersey with Long Island Ann. How was that uh, and, finale? Uh, it was uh, the situation got married. It was exhilarating. Uncle Nino uh, went up to uh, Ronnie's baby mama. It, it, this is stupid. If, okay. Unless you're watching the show, you have no idea what no, I'm talking about. No, this is all you're speaking you are, Japanese to me at this point. It's still incredibly stupid. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, of course, check out the Austin 365 thing, or 365 Things Austin podcast. If you're into Austin, you want to know what's going on, uh, investigate that. They had a great episode drop this week. You know, get in there. Check it out. Indeed. Well said. And then, of course, our, our final promotional post. Today's episode is brought to you commercial-free. Uh, and uh, if you'd like to support us, uh, check us out. Patreon.com slash backdoor. Nice. Patreon.com slash backdoor. You won't be charged until September 1st. You'll get bonus content. You'll get uh, access to exclusive contests. There's all sorts of different ways you can join and you can be a part of uh, what we're going to be doing moving into football season. Check it out, patreon.com slash backdoor. Well All done, right, Brad. Man. Thank you. Thank you. This is, this is uh, I've never recorded poolside before. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, last time you were like next to a trash can in, a, in an alley behind a nail salon. So this is a big upgrade for our mobile recording session. It's huge. Hey, uh, here's something that's huge. 17 days until the return of the National Football League. Ooh. Do you have that you number just exactly. memorized? I know that you're mobile. I know that you got White Claw. Do you just have that number imprinted on your brain? I have. I, I wear a watch that has a timer it's, on it. That's bullshit, but okay. It feels great. 17 days till football. Uh, there's a few football stories. They're all stupid. Uh, we should also mention that we'll probably – I want to talk pretty heavily about these UFC fights yeah. this weekend. It's an epic, epic night of, uh, of fights. And, uh, but we'll start with the NFL because that's – the thing that matters the most to everyone. I'm with you. Uh, it seems like the Antonio Brown saga is mostly over. I don't know if you saw the the updates today. He apparently showed up to camp today. Yeah. Uh, Raiders GM Mike Mayock uh, had some big pronouncement earlier that it's time for him to decide if he's going to be all in or all out. Apparently he's all in because he just showed up back at camp today. It's so much, so much to do about nothing in my opinion. Agreed. It's just... As, uh, we've talked about a dead news one. cycle. Uh, who cares? Antonio Brown will be there. He'll be able to catch passes. 
But here he is. I guess he's back in camp, and uh, hopefully this whole thing is over. I don't think it's a coincidence that he shows up on Monday, so it'll be on Tuesday's hard knocks. But um, I, I think there's a big part of this that's done for publicity at some point, some level anyway. And uh, so that's, that's that. Zeke Elliott still holding out. Apparently his camp is upset about uh, something that, that the Cowboys said, um, that Jerry Jones is trying to agitate Zeke. That's uh, what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones said Zeke who after the uh, preseason game. That sounds Saturday. like it would agitate somebody. Yeah, well, it's, that's what he's trying to do. It's, it seems to probably be working. Mm. Uh, he's one of the last people also, I'd want to agitate, to be honest. There were also photos of Zeke on a plane from Cancun or Cabo, wherever he was, to Dallas. I saw that. Uh, late last week. So uh, you got to imagine he's going to be in camp soon. He had his hood way up. Yeah, that's the right move for him. And uh, the new AP poll is out. Clemson is the number one team in college football for the first time. We have an actual football game on Thursday. Do you mean for the first time, like in the preseason AP or what? Yes, in the history of their school. They are the the ranked number one in the preseason. And uh, rightfully so, man. They were badass at the end of last year, and they got just about everybody back. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's scary. Um. And that's pretty much what I've got in the outside of the cage. Yeah, let's get into right. the cage. This is going to be a, a cage-heavy match uh, episode, I should UFC, say. UFC 241, Saturday night in Anaheim, California. Uh, we said beforehand it, it was looking on paper to be the best card of the year for the UFC, and it absolutely delivered, especially the top three, top three fights. Um, man, this was a lot of fun. I watched it with, uh, with Dave. And, oh, you did? Uh, yeah, Coach Bobby was there. Wow. As well as, uh, you know, the whole squad. Uh, I saw Dan Register and Jared Borslow. Where did you do? Really, where did you see all these people? We were at Little Woodrow. Uh, uh, Little Woodrow is so lit. Yeah, Keith Hart Daly was there. Whoa. Uh, Pierce Mitchell was there. Whoa. Fan, so There's some blasts from the past right there. About as much fun as you can possibly have. Uh, we'll start at the top of the card. Steve Miocic regains his World Heavyweight Championship by knocking out Daniel Cormier in the fourth round. An unbelievable fight. I saw afterwards that Cormier landed more strikes, yeah. more punches than any fighter in a loss in UFC history. Damn. Um, Stipe is just a tough son of a bitch. So he, he didn't, I was going to ask you, did you think Cormier looked rusty after being off for so long, or do you think he entered the ring pretty pretty much in fighting oh, well, shape and looked good? Well, Stipe had been out for long, actually. Oh. Uh, all all the fighters, uh, there were a lot of the fighters at, at the top of this card uh, had a lot of time off in between fights. Uh, Cormier came out and, and won probably the first two rounds okay. and was looking good in the third round. Uh, probably the third round as well. And was looking good in the fourth. But Stipe just hung in there and is so tough and managed to uh, manage to finish DC. Um, this was a great fight. This was everything you want a heavyweight championship to be. Uh, a little bit of back and forth and just just an unbelievable all-time champion. Stipe Miocic making a strong claim to be the greatest heavyweight fighter of all time. Yeah, Certainly speaking of that, it sounds like a little bit of a modern-day uh, modern rope-a-dope if he took the most blows uh, in, in history and then came back to win. Yeah, you know, Cormier is not known as, as a big striker. He's okay. an Olympic-caliber wrestler, uh, national champion wrestler in college. And they're not known for knocking guys out, although he did knock out Stipe the last time, although that was sort of with a, I won't say a fluky elbow, but 
you know, Cormier had his way wrestling with Stipe, but Stipe kept coming and showed the heart of the champion. I mean, mm. I, I hate to say I had this one, but I did have this one as well. It doesn't sound like you hate to say it, but I'm with you. I'm happy to hear that you're saying it. Yeah. Um, so it was fantastic. It was really, really good stuff. Um, the other, the, the, I guess it wasn't really the co-main event, but the second fight on the card was Nate Diaz defeating Anthony Pettis in a unanimous decision. Oh. A brilliant comeback for Nate Diaz, who had not fought in three years. Oh, you know what? I had mistaken Diaz for Cormier. That's why I had asked about the rust. I was curious to know how, um, yeah, Diaz had come off of being like on a three-year hiatus or whatever. Yeah, Diaz versus DC. It's easy to to confuse. Mm. But uh, Diaz, he looked bright. He came out, he was a little bit tired by the end of the third round, which is a big surprise. Nate Diaz known for uh, doing triathlons for fun. Like nine when he's training. And being mean as hell, right? Being mean as hell, saying crazy shit, stopping slapping people, uh, smoking weed all the time. He smoked a, a joint, pulled out a joint and smoked it on stage during his open workout on, on Thursday, which is uh, an all-time power move. Legal in California, but yeah. considering how often he and his brother had been disciplined for uh, marijuana, he's his brother especially, pretty ballsy. He Making a hard play for a um, dispensary sponsorship. Oh, uh, that, that's got to be the dream. He, he did claim it was just, uh, uh, it wasn't THC, but it was, uh, um, you know, what's the other thing that everybody loves so much? Uh, uh, CBD. CBD. But, yeah, he probably didn't inhale either like Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Anthony Pettis is a, is, a, is a very fun fighter. He's done spectacular things in the past. He's lost a lot of fights, though. Uh, both men look good. Afterwards, Diaz gave a, you know, a rambling, awesome interview where he called everybody motherfucker and said stuff. Uh, he called up Jorge Masvidal and, uh, after the fight, who was sitting there uh, front row. Okay. Masvidal, known as the Cuban Jesus, uh, who had just knocked out Ben Askren in, what, six seconds. Oh, yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, Masvidal is becoming a huge star, and, and Diaz called him out, and then both men just like smiled. Like, yeah, let's do that. It sounds like so, you just got into a wind monsoon. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Hang on one second. I'm headed back. Headed back up. So let me ask one you: one. While you're walking, do you have a special soft spot for Diaz for calling everybody motherfuckers? I know you like doing that. Yeah, I know. I do love it. I do love it. It's <laughs> great to see Nate Diaz. The sport is better when he is he's part of it. Sign me up for Nate versus Masvidal. I'm all in on that. Okay. That's that's a good fight. The other thing they said that was happening in the stands was Corey, or Colby Covington, uh, who looked great in the UFC fight night about a month ago, was there with his replica belt and his Make America Great Again hat. And uh, apparently Dana White said afterwards that the entire section he was in was trying to fight him. Like every person there. And just wow. screaming, fuck you, Colby. Uh, they asked Nate Diaz about Colby after the fight in a press conference. And he was like, who? Oh, I like, like that. Colby was like, uh, who's that? And then he asked, like, would you like to fight him? He said, what, what, what class is he? Like, he just <laughs> pretended that the guy didn't exist, which is fantastic. Really good. Really clapped at uh, him. I like that. And then they also asked, asked Nate, I think we put it on our Instagram story on Backdoor Cover Podcast yeah. on Instagram. You should check that out. Uh, they asked him about, you know, has his approach to fighting changed since he's become a father? And he was like, I've 
I've been a daddy to these bitches in this, <laughs> in this game for years. So, uh, yeah, he, it's great to have him back. Daddy blasts are always good. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was that fight. Um, the third fight was fantastic as well. Okay. And this is in between, of course, the Conor McGregor news. And, you know, there's always something that happens right around these. Before we move uh, on, am I to believe correctly that because you're not saying I hate to say it, that I'm right, that you were not right on the DS fight? Oh, no. I had that one as well. Oh, do you hate to say it? Uh, I don't hate to say it. That's I, right, I, baby. I had that one all uh, The third fight on the card, Paulo Costa uh, defeated Joel Romero. Uh, in what was considered kind of a controversial decision by some. I thought Costa won the fight pretty, I won't say easily, but I, I had him winning three rounds, uh, two rounds to one. Romero, uh, a lot of people had Romero winning. Romero. Who was the favorite? The, if, do you remember? Uh, it was pretty, they were all three of those fights were very close. Yeah, I okay. who's the actual betting favorite. Similar in odds, okay. Uh, I will say I also had Costa. Uh, Romero who is 42 and the single most jacked human being in the world at okay. any age. Okay. Uh, Cuban, allegedly 42. Who knows how old he actually is. Right. Uh, both men came at each other at a tremendous pace. The, the fight was excellent. In fact, uh, with about a minute left in the first round, there was a stoppage for Costa pretended to get poked in the eye or it looked like he got poked in the eye. It was very strange. Or was it a low blow? There was something where they had to stop the fight for five minutes. And there were a lot of tweets online that said, like, normally I'm totally against stoppages, but in this case, I'm so glad because I, I just need some time to catch my breath. I can't believe what's happening. So the, the pace of this fight was tremendous. We should also mention the Diaz fight is classic Nate Diaz. He's bloody. He's, he's, he's just killing people uh, with, um, with dirty boxing and in the clinch. Like, it was, it was a vintage performance. Uh, apparently, Showtime Pettis broke his foot in the second round and continued through. But Diaz, uh, it was just great to see Diaz. But the Romero Costa fight was unbelievable. The pace that these two dudes went at. I guess they're, uh, I forget their weights on those guys, but they are just crazy and uh, wildly exciting in a, in a close match. You could have a rematch here, but I don't think that's really the case. You don't uh, think so? People, no. Um, Costa is probably going to take on uh, the winner of Robert Whitaker versus Israel uh, at Astana, at uh, which is coming up in October. So he's he could be a legitimate champion and have a real real shot at this thing. So he's next on deck, I think, at a UFC uh, championship. Romero moves on. He probably gets a shot at Tianto Santos, uh, uh, light heavyweight. Might be time for him to move up a little bit above middleweight, but we'll see. He's 42, and he's such a monster. Um, and it was, it was both all six fighters in the top of the guard really, really proved themselves to be excellent champions. And not champions, but, you know, excellent fighters, warriors, Very men good. of distinction, all of that. And, it, it, you know, very rarely do the best cards actually live up to the hype. And this one absolutely did. So that's your uh, UFC 241 preview, or recap. That was fantastic. Quite efficient. Most of the other the other two fights on the undercard weren't great, and most of the undercard fights at ESPN were pretty mediocre. Uh, nothing spectacular happened. So, well, actually, there was one the one of the fights on the main card was a, a pretty dramatic upset. So, 
the winner, or that might have been on the ESPN card. Hmm. A guy, a guy came on and took a fight at uh, four days' notice. Was a plus six fifty underdog. For uh, comparison, the favorite in the fight was a minus one thousand. Oh, so imagine laying a thousand dollars to win a hundred and then losing. Uh, a major upset, one of the biggest ones in in the UFC this year. So uh, that that was noteworthy. The rest of the card wasn't that great, but those top three cards, those top three fights. Um, you know, who knows what what's next for Cormier? Uh, who knows what's next for Stipe? Uh, if if it's going to be another rematch um, coming up down the line for him with Francis Nagano is the one who is uh, being rumored there, who is now starring. Set the star in a Fast and the Furious movie. Oh, how's that for our UFC recap, bud? That was efficient, strong, powerful, fast, devastating. It was great. Just like me. Just like you in the wind in the background of your microphone. But hey, don't yeah. let that stop you. You did wonderful. Well, thank you, Brad. So uh, you went three for three for the record, and uh, life's good. Yeah. You know what else is good? What's that? The Buttercut Podcast, Ooh. the number six golf podcast in the United States of America. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I got back from Costa Rica yesterday. It was 12 hours of travel for me. I got had a three-hour three hour layover in Houston. I get home. I get to bed. I wake up. First thing in my inbox at 7.42 a.m., congratulations. The Buttercut is now ranked number six on Apple Podcast golf charts in the United States of America. That's some shit, boy. Hit that high point, Brad. Let me let me see. One more. See, I need somebody like you here backing me up, telling me what kind of buttons to push. I'm glad that I know the pink button is the high porn. That's it. Yep. Well, there you. Go. So, Brad, uh, we've we've got some uh, some championship golf happening this weekend. Yeah, and we give people a. You I want to give people a, a two-minute preview and then... So I'm actually going to save it. I'm going to do everybody a favor here who is not a fan of golf, and I'm just going to tease it. Peter and I are meeting up tomorrow night at 7 p.m. The White Claw will be flowing. Peter actually owes uh, me White Claws because my pick of uh, Ricky Fowler, my best bet, Ricky Fowler, uh, outperformed his best bet in Justin Rose. So therefore, the White Claws are on... Peter, and we will be recording tomorrow, 7 p.m. We'll be releasing it tomorrow evening. You can get your full golf PGA championship tour finale preview and kind of like a rundown of everything that's going on with the PGA tour uh, leading into the finale event tomorrow evening. $15 million on the line. $15 million on the line, and the really unique thing about this particular instance of the playoffs, the 2019 playoffs, is that this year the first place uh, competitor in in the FedEx Cup standings, they start the tournament at ten under, second place starts at eight under, and so on until the last five players of the P, the uh, FedEx Cup uh, playoff standings start at even, and so therefore it is kind of like pole positioning for this particular tournament. They've never done it before. It's going to be really interesting. We're going to deep dive deep dive what that means and how it kind of plays out and how the viewership experience is going to be, but. It should be really awesome. We're pumped. All right. Well, there you go. Subscribe to the Buttercut and uh, check out the newsletter. Follow it on Instagram, the whole thing. Number That's six it, in the United States. That's huge uh, for us, man. And that, we appreciate all the people on uh, Backdoor Cover who have come over and supported us. So, yeah, that's great, man. Um, I think that's it, and that's all, my brother. That's it. I'm going to let you we'll get back, back to the White Claw. 
We'll be back later in the week. Check out the Buttercut. Check out Mind of Micah. And uh, mm, bye-bye. Yeah, that's it. And that's all. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back later this week. As Micah said, this has been a production of MWBK Creative. Thanks for listening.